0: Willkommen zu einer neuen Folge von The Canadian Wants to Know. Ein Podcast für Englischlernende in Deutschland, der kraftvolle Geschichten und anregende Fragen nutzt, damit ihr auf unterhaltsame Weise eure Sprachkenntnisse verbessern, vertiefen und festigen könnt. Hier ist euer Host, The Canadian George Robledo. Hello and welcome to the Canadian Wants to Know podcast. On this episode, I'm going to talk about the five years I spent in the French part of Canada. I'll share some thoughts about bilingualism and also talk a little bit about politics. My family and I moved to Montreal, Quebec in the fall of 1998. I was 11 years old at the time. The first day I arrived at school, the teacher met me outside of the classroom and started to speak to me in French. I just looked at her. I I didn't understand a single word she said to me. So she said, "Okay, no, you need to go to the English class instead. My brothers, they were 10 and 8 years old at the time, and they were put into an immersion program. So an immersion program is a system where half of your school subjects are in English and the other half are in French. They couldn't speak any French either, but they received additional support from tutors and extra lessons so they could catch up to the other children. And all of this was covered by the government of Quebec. I was put in a regular English school, but I had to take French class every week. But even though I took French class every week, I have to be honest, I never learned to speak it, even after five years of living there. I still could not speak French. I could only understand it. The city of Montreal is an island. And it's a really unique island because the majority of people on that island are bilingual. They speak English and French. But as soon as you leave the island of Montreal, then it's mostly French that is spoken. So if you're in the city of Montreal, bilingual, both languages. But if you go off the island, then it's mostly French. And we lived right outside of the island. So everyone spoke to me in French. I would speak to them in English. And since I could more or less understand French, we were always able to communicate with people there. My mom, she she tells a story of the first time that she went to the butchers. At this time, we had recently moved to Montreal, and she couldn't speak any word of of french and she goes to the butchers because she wanted to prepare a cow tail soup but she didn't know how to say the word cow or tail in french so she goes up to the butcher and she goes moo and she put her fingers behind her backside to show him that she was talking about the tail and he understood and he gave her the cow tail that she wanted So that's something that I really admire about my mom. She's never been afraid to try to communicate with people, even if she doesn't speak the language. When I look back at those years of my life, it was probably some of the best years that I can remember. And I remember the day that we left Montreal. I was 16 years old and we were driving away from the city, moving to Ontario, which is the province next to Quebec. And I just cried. Uh, Those five years in Quebec are, I will always remember them as some of the best years of my life. There are three points I want to talk about in relation to my time in Quebec. And the first point is bilingualism. I am a huge believer in bilingual education for all children. The benefits of bilingualism are extensive. It increases brain power, academic performance, cultural awareness, job competitiveness, overall confidence. It has so many benefits for children and also for adults. My recommendation, if you have the opportunity, teach your child a second language. I'll leave some resources in the show notes if you want to learn more about this. You can walk into any store in Montreal and and the employees, they will ask you, English or French. Growing up in a bilingual city like Montreal where many other languages are also spoken it enriched my young mind. I benefited so much from growing up in such a diverse environment. The fact that I can now speak German it was made easier because I had a foundation in bilingualism from a young age. Those formative years, those years that I spent in Montreal between the ages of 11 and 16 have made a big impact on my life. So I'm very grateful to my parents for taking me to Montreal. Thank you, mom and dad, for raising me in this very diverse, very culturally rich city. Here's a question for you. Do you think all children should be given bilingual education? You know my answer. What is your answer to that question? The second point I want to discuss, and this one's going to be a little bit more controversial, but that's something that I'm I'm not afraid of. It's okay to be a little bit controversial sometimes. And my opinion on this one, maybe you, you agree with it or maybe you disagree, but it's okay. We can have the talk. We can have the discussion. For a long time, the Catholic Church had a very strong grip on society in Quebec It mixed itself into the political landscape and it promoted uh, traditional values. Quebec was mainly uh, a society of farmers. It was not as economically developed as the rest of Canada, as the English part of Canada, which is uh, mostly Protestant. In the English part, there was much more industry and commerce happening. But Quebec for a long time was very traditional, very much rural It was mainly farmers, very conservative Catholic values. But in the early 1960s, Quebec experienced a cultural revolution. The power of the Catholic Church diminished, it decreased, and Quebec became a modern and wealthier society. Like I already mentioned, the English-speaking part of Canada is Protestant, and the French part of Canada in the past was Catholic, and there used to be a lot of political debate and disagreement on that point on the point of Protestantism and Catholicism which is something we also have seen historically in Europe but because Quebec decided to move away from the Catholic Church in the 1960s religion stopped playing a role in national politics religion no longer makes an appearance in Canadian politics. Politicians in Canada never talk about it. They never bring it up because the Quebecers, the people of Quebec, decided that this was no longer an important point for them to fight for. And I think, in my personal opinion, I think that's a positive development. If we look to our neighbors, like the neighbors of Canada, which is the United States, You see what happens when religion and politics are mixed. No honest person can make the claim that Donald Trump is a Christian. But he was able to rally many evangelicals to his side and to vote for him. And that created a very nasty political climate. We can see what happened between the year 2016 and the year 2020. The type of division that was created in that country... Because, not because, but in part, because of the type of populism that Trump promoted and the way he mixed in some religious ideas into his political platform. Um, And this is nothing new. Like, this is something we can see all over the world. There's a lot, there are many, many politicians who mix religion in order to maintain power. My argument is that the role of the state is very different to the role of the church. The government is there to manage administrative tasks. It's there to improve education and health care, to protect the nation, uh, to make sure that the, the country is secure. And it's also there to manage the economy. The government is not there to be the moral compass of a society. So... The church and the government, they don't mix. And when we mix them, we create a very nasty political climate. I question any politician that uses religion to grow their political power. I don't want to really spend too much time giving other examples, uh, but it is something. If you just read the news, if you look at some of our, some other leaders in, in, in Europe or in in South America with uh, Bolsonaro, he also uses the evangelical church in order to grow his political power. And I think in Germany, this is not really a big threat, even though the two biggest parties, right, the CDU and the CSU, they have the word Christian in their names. But it doesn't seem to me, as an outsider, it doesn't seem to me that religion plays a big role in German politics. But I hope that that continues and I hope that we keep politicians accountable so they don't manipulate us with false piety by talking about uh, these uh, Christian values in a very manipulative way. I have nothing against people of faith or people who choose to, to believe in a religion, I think it's, that's the beautiful thing about living in a free society is we have also the the freedom of religion. And I think that's a beautiful thing. My problem is when religion and politics are mixed. And when politicians use religion as a way to grow their political power, that to me is a dangerous development and we need to protect against such developments. And we need to keep these politicians accountable and make sure that they don't, they don't, that they don't do this. (laughs) My question to you guys is, what role should religion play in politics? Do you guys think that There is a role for religion inside of the political sphere or should they be separated? And the third point that I want to talk about is unity in diversity. Quebec is very unique within North America. So Quebec, that is the French province. In Canada, it is the only place where French is the majority language in the entire continent of North America. And this has historically, it has created tension between the English speaking part of Canada. But I also believe that this unique group of people with their language has enriched Canadian society. Many aspects of Canadian culture and food that people around the world recognize as Canadian, they actually come. They originate from Quebec. For example, maple syrup, ahon syrup, it is from Quebec. Some of the best Canadian athletes are from Quebec. My favorite Canadian dish, poutine, I've talked about this in a previous uh, podcast episode, it is from Quebec. And there have been separatist movements at different periods of time some Quebec politicians have used. And in my personal opinion, they have manipulated the people of Quebec to seek separation from Canada, right? So in the same way that some politicians use religion in order to grow their power, some Quebec politicians have used this, we are different from the rest of Canada, so we should have our own country. They've used that type of rhetoric in order to grow their political base it's a very old political trick we create hatred towards another group in order to grow our political power the good news is that these politicians have never succeeded so Quebecers they continue to be a very important part of Canadian society Quebec has influenced the social welfare system as well as the healthcare system that we have in Canada all Canadians, or the majority of Canadians, are very proud that we have a free healthcare system. The first time I had to pay the Krankenkasse here in Germany, I was quite upset. I'm like, what? So much money f- in Canada, I have it for free. <laughs> um, and it's because of the influence of Quebec inside of the Union of Canada that today can- Canada has such a uh, has such a healthcare system and welfare system that supports the people uh, the the weakest and and the poorest members of our society. Quebec has also been a leader within Canada in the fight against climate change. They bring a different perspective to political discussions because of their unique culture, history and language. They bring another perspective to the Canadian political discussion and this to me Makes Canada a much better place to be. Even though the English people of Canada and the French people, we don't have the same language, we have a different history, culture. What I find is when we work together, when the French and the English Canadians work together, we make Canada a better place to be. And my hope, uh, with the support of my fellow brothers and sisters from Quebec, that we can continue this union and continue to make Canada an even better place moving into the future. So let's do a recap. The first idea that I talked about was bilingualism. I'm a very, very strong proponent of bilingualism. I think this should be a very basic part of all education for chi- like for children especially that we start them from a young age to teach them a second a third language why not as well the second topic was with regards to the role of religion in politics uh, i'm i'm i've recently been reading a book about uh, the the time of national socialism and how hitler was able to manipulate the Lutheran and the Catholic Church in order to promote his ideas. It's very, very dangerous when politicians mix religion into their platform. So let's be very weary and pay attention to make sure that that doesn't happen in Germany. And the third point was unity and diversity. Even though we are different, even if we may have a different language, we are able to work together and create an even better society. That is my hope. I'm not originally from Germany, but I have a great love for this country. I have a great love for the people and the, the opportunities that Germany has given me. And I hope that I can continue to contribute to this society to do my little part to make Germany an even better place to live. I'm interested to get your answers to the following question. How can we use our differences in order to create a thriving and prosperous society? If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review, share it with your friends. And if you're interested in improving your business English, you can check out and subscribe to my YouTube channel, The Canadian Wants to Know. That's it for this episode. Also, bis next is